Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I am your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find Nick and I on most platforms at HyperClean Store. Well, go check out the brand new uh, website, hypercleanstore.com. Best way to get in touch, though, go to the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook or shoot us an email, info at hypercleanstore.com. This is, well, this is the Centennial IPA, Nick. This is what I'm drinking today from Founders. Uh, I don't know if there's any Centennial meeting to it. I just grabbed it because I said, what the fuck? Might be yeah, a pretty I'll- good IPA. Hopefully I was wondering what you were having. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. I knew you were curious. I knew you were real curious. <laughs> All right, let's get into buy and sell because I don't know if I'm buying or selling this beer, but I'll, I'll, I'll find out. What's your buy and sell for the week? I'm buying this week, and I'm buying the humor around cars because, as you know, and Marty knows this, and he witnessed some of it today earlier in a meeting, uh, when it comes to car auctions and whatever, I'm a bit of a degenerate. So I, I mean, when I tell people on our Saturday episodes, how much I do this stuff, like, I mean, it's like a degenerate gambler, dude. I just, I've done it my whole life and now it's online and it's so easy. Um, I'm all over, all over them all the time. So I really went, been going hard the last three weeks. I think there's going to be some opportunities in the car market. So I've been all over these sites. So I'm the high bidder on this, on this car yesterday. And I'm going to share that on Saturday's episode. So listen to that about the actual auction. But here's what I love about these auction sites now. They have a comment section. And it's fantastic. I mean, you want to talk about humor? Nothing like these sections. So Marty, this car gets in a little fender bender. No big deal. See the insurance report. It was literally a fender bender. We all know, though, with plastic bumpers, what happens? They crack. They split. You know, whatever. The middle of the bumper has this line down the middle of the, the, the rear end bumper. And I'm going, I've seen that on a BMW. That's a cracked bumper. It's going to have to be handled, but it's no big deal. But it's a perfectly straight up and down line. Guy asks the person in the auction who's hosting the auction, it's his car. Hey, what's that line I see on the back? He goes, oh, it's a scratch. He goes, oh, okay. He goes, you know, I haven't had anybody look at it but I'm pretty sure that'll buff out. (laughs) And I got to tell you something. The next like four or five comments. Oh yeah. I've seen that all the time. I buffed it out in my garage. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had my detailer do it. He just buffed it out. And that's what I'm buying because so many people get so up in arms about, Oh, our industry, it's not that easy. Well, no kidding. It's not that easy. And by the way, all of them were wrong. It was a crack in a bumper right where it had been hit, but here's the reality. You got to find the humor in that. And I'm buying the that'll buff out guy. The person that will tell you they detailed before the person that swears, they know what they're talking about. Who's an absolutely absolute cancer to the car world. The that'll buff out guy, I'm buying them. I mean, you want to talk about irrational confidence. Have no clue what you're talking about and just go, yeah, that'll buff out. It's like, hey, dude, this car is in an auction and you're just down in the comments. Oh, don't sweat it, dude. That'll buff out. Somebody's actually paying money for the car, dickhead. Like, you might want to just stay to what you know, which is not very much. So I'm buying the that'll buff out guy. 
you're buying the buff hat guy. I just, it's the humor of it. I mean, at this point in my career, I'm not some kind of crazy egomaniac to think we're doing brain surgery, but is there anything funnier than watching those kind of people talk? Oh, that'll buff out Marty. It's like, okay, how the hell do you know that from a picture? And oh, by the way, that's a crack. Those don't buff out. Oh, by the way, that's crack. <laughs> <laughs> I did have that. It's funny. I did have a buddy that borrowed uh, or not borrowed. He rented a car off of uh, one of those car rental Girl. places, went and got a scratch on it and it was on the plastic. And he asked if, if it, if it would come out, if it would buff out, I'm like, mm, no, you, you can't really buff plastic. Yeah, dude. It's it, the wildest thing is, unless it's surface, like once it's down into the plastic, I mean, you're going to have to melt it or, you know, whatever it is you want to do, spot repair the area. But, dude, it was cracking me up. And everybody in my house thinks I'm insane because this stuff makes me laugh. But it's like, I don't make, I don't comment in the comment section. Like I'm there for business. But, dude, I watch that comment section and it is just, pure comedy right. i'm looking forward to the screenshot of one day you finally do leave a comment and then you send it <laughs> over that'll be a good hey time. i did leave a comment in this one good luck man you paid way over market price for this after the auction i did leave that comment after the auction <laughs> so good luck to you my man all right i am buying and selling this week for me and this kind of goes with a little bit of a uh, little bit of this weekend right like there was plenty of buying and selling opportunities. There was plenty of things to think about of what I was looking forward to and things that went, oh, this is fucking bullshit. Could be as, you know, as you got to understand, I was enjoying one of the finest things in life and the fewest things that you enjoy is sleeping on the ground. <laughs> I still are the best from a year ago or whatever. <laughs> I, I, I think we were talking about Cam and you go, wait, you slept on the ground? Like, Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> Out in the tent, sitting right by the lake. It was a blast, right? It's just a thing that I've, I've always gone camping. Just, I enjoy it. And and I'm not selling the guy that was in my camping spot and everything that went into it, right? You know, I felt for the dude, but it's like, you got to get the fuck out. I reserved this thing. You know how hard it was for me to reserve this bullshit, right? It goes back to some things from, remember when I was trying to reserve it, some shit that popped up. It's like, dude, get the fuck out of my spot. So I'm not selling him. It's all good. You know, he had his, his thing when everything was going on, we enjoyed, I'm not really buying. It's a moment of sitting there at the, the lake and the pictures and the food and the cooking and the s'mores and all that fun stuff. Right. It's also the moment that happened earlier in the day. For those of you that have been single for a little while, you can understand this. I was single for nine years. Sometimes I wake up and I go, Oh shit, there's somebody in the bed with me. Oh, goddamn, she's gorgeous. And I just sit there and look over at her. I'm like, goddamn, that's, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm buying those moments, right? Like nine years, and then you got somebody, and you're like, fuck yeah, this is unbelievable. You know, so we go around, start doing our morning, but we missed our yoga. We want to get out to do a couple of things. Yeah, that fucking sucks. We missed this. We, we didn't do so great, right? I should probably sell some of that shit. But I want to go hike. That's what we decided. We got about 20, 30 minutes. We run up and do a hike. It's a little place about 10 minutes from my house. It's, we call it Turkey Mountain, but it's it's a hill. It's actually a very small hill. It's Oklahoma, right? There's, <laughs> we do have the world's highest hill here in Oklahoma, which is, is interesting. The world's highest hill. This wasn't it. This was one of the world's lowest hills. 
but you're going in and right as you get into the little wilderness area that they call it, you got the trees and the, everything's starting to bloom again. And the sun's coming through the trees and it's just, you know, right. I freshly cleaned Jeep. I cleaned it just the night before sun's going through. I got the top off the windows down. It's like 70 degrees. It's just one of those just gorgeous, gorgeous moments. We are, I, that's for me, which I've talked about, right? Like my car life is a lot about my Jeep with the doors off later in the summer, the top off the wind. And I see this little butterfly flying along and it's just like, hell yeah. You know, right. It's just one of those fucking mornings where you're like, yeah, so peaceful, so beautiful. But damn butterfly keeps coming closer. He should be going the other way. Ah, oh, motherfucker coming right across shit. My moment of beauty and his moment of beauty interacted at a moment of, ah, motherfucker. Feel for that guy, right? Because he was enjoying the same breeze and the, the same woods, but this big black metal can comes rolling down the road and ends his moment. Mine went, hmm, am I glad? And am I this moment? I'm glad that I've got some some ceramic hyper clean. I think right now it's got hyper clean tray on it, <laughs> but I've also then put plenty of washes with eco one and slick do regular put back slick over it. And so I go, this is what I'm curious for you, right? Like do you take these moments where you hit a bug and you go, Oh, right. Like good thing. I've got my eco one with me and I've got some bug cleaner that is polymer based. And it's real safe to use. I can just, hop out right as we get there i can get this bug off of my windshield yep. other bugs that are there on your your, your paint and you're like hey i got to get this taken care of real quick unfortunately i have the stuff with me i can just get yep. it wiped off got no issues or do you go hey i'm glad i took the moments earlier and like i said the night before i'd washed it with eco one that contains slick so i've got protection on the car and i've got a ceramic i've got hyper clean ceramic on there it might am i good because I took those moments earlier, or do I take the moments now to to go in and wash it up real quick? Chase a rabbit. What kind of guy are you? Are you the uh, prep I'm package a, guy, or are you the I'm gonna carry it with me so that once I'm there, I'm, I can get it cleaned up real quick. So we're gonna take a road trip here in a few weeks, and I'll probably I, I'm sort of a hybrid. So what I'll do is my car's got to be clean before I leave. Meaning yeah. I don't want to ride in a dirty car. My interior will be dialed in. My exterior. I, I mean, I just like the feeling of driving. You know, we're driving right at my limit. Anything like four and a half hours. Honestly, if we didn't have the baby, I'd be flying, but it's just easier to drive. So the, the fact of the matter is, here's the kind of guy I am. I'm going to look at my car after I get there. And I'll be like, give that stare. Is there anything pressing that I've hit that I think might cause me a headache? That's the kind of guy I am. Because if it's just kind of minor, I might just leave it and say, Hey, that's why I have the protection on the car, stuff like that. Let's say I hit, you know, some of those massive bugs you can hit and I look at it and it's splattered and you go, Hmm, that's a lot of acidity right in that spot. I'm going to go ahead and clean it up. Do I take my stuff with me always? Because you never know, but do I let it ruin my trip? Some guys are real fanatical and I don't find that enjoyable. I'm the in between, which is, Something bad happens, I'm cleaning it up. But if I identify, hey, I've been doing this long enough, I don't think that's going to hurt me. I, I kind of go that route personally. Um, but I'm just a wait and see, but I'm always prepared to eco one or whatever I got to do. 
no doubt. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that shit does happen, and you got to clean. So it actually, up. inside of my door, just so we're clear, and every one of my cars on the inside driver door, I have Eco One, a Waffle Weave, and a Cookie Monster. That's that's with me at all times. So that that's that's just kind of a habit I have. You know, if you get too many fingerprints on my nav screen, I'm going to go ahead and spray it. You know, that kind of thing. Wish I could take 50 bottles of Revive with me, but I got to be able to clean the exterior. I got to kind of multitask in the car. So, but that's, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a hybrid. Some guys are, they don't do anything till they get back. Uh, but if you have ceramic, hyperclean ceramic on your car, why not? I mean, you can wait, but it's just a matter of what you want to look at. <laughs> yeah. But you either have to take a moment before or take a moment during or after. I mean, it's just, you always got to take a little bit of time, right? You, you always got to dial it back in. You always got to work for a moment. The interesting thing is the industry, what we talked about before is as the, the moments of ceramic began to completely influx our industry, which we're thrilled, right? We jumped on board early, happy. We love it. We got great ceramics, excited. Well, it became a, well, a time where a territory began to control the discussion. And I thought that territories had kind of lost its luster. And I thought that brands would completely realize how that's not the most effective way to to sell products but well there's continuing to be a problem that i see throughout social media for people that will send in asking questions about hey we're with so-and-so and this is the problems you know we don't really like to get into that hey the other people run their business the way they run theirs here at hyperclean yeah. we do it this way and but territories man <laughs> territories are continuing to plague the industry we're Detailers, they're finding themselves going, ah, shit. You know, I, there's one specifically that this guy, he says, which I get it, man. I, I remember I, I built up somebody, uh, another brand's territory that they thought they, they had given me. And I thought that I had this control over this little spot that was my own. You know, I was like, this is my own with the brand and I'm going to do this. And then I woke up that one day and went, wait, there's somebody else in my territory. Wait, there's, yep. there's another person in my territory. Like, territory people coming into territories that is a problem Big yeah problem. but you you kind of stated something so let's start here you said i thought brands or we thought brands by this time would realize there's a better way well there is no better way than their way they get to they get to lie to you and tell you, you have a territory let you build it up and then bring a whole bunch of people in so it works out great for them Right. So it's, it's not that they're doing business in a bad way to them. <laughs> right. It's working for them. It's just not working for the detailer. It's not working for the industry as a whole. And, and again, this is more motivational from us than it is. I don't care what other companies do because I know the game. We keep saying this all the time. Motivationally, you had this guy, you, you sent me a screenshot. You said, Hey man, this guy's really being hurt by this and what's going on in his area because he thought he had a territory. I feel for him. But if you're in 2022, like we are today, and you think at all you have a territory, it's not on everyone else at this point. That's on you. That's on you because we can list a glass ceramic company that two months into the pandemic said, hey, we're done with detailers. We're selling to everybody, right? They were done. Detailers didn't learn from that. Okay, 
It's no big deal. Hyper clean, the hyper clean way, the guys and gals following us, they've never had to have this negative discussion, right? Because you just realize territories aren't a possibility. And let's, Marty, let's talk about as somebody like yourself that's had massive deals in your career, either handing out massive deals as a brand or signing up with another brand, what is the one thing that signifies whether you really own something or not? It's legal paperwork saying you own X, Y, and Z. So if you're a detailer and you've never hired your own attorney to talk to another party's attorney to lock down a territory, why would you think you have a territory? I think that's an interesting topic. Because they gave me a banner. <laughs> Sad as that is, I think that is a little bit of what people think. Oh, 100% it is. Guaranteed, right? I mean, you see them all over in people's photos or, you know, they talk about this banner that we we, we got. And, you know, so there's somebody they sent me some some brochures, right? You know, I, I got some brochures and a banner and now I'm uh, I'm 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 in the territory. Yeah. So of all, of all the big deals you've been involved in, in 20 plus years, of all the big deals I've been involved in, in 20 plus years, what big deal where you got to lock down the rights to anything didn't have legal paperwork that actually existed that, that never happened, right? Everything was legal Mm -hmm. when you're actually trying to make a deal as such of a territory. Hey, you own the rights to X, Y, and Z. And so for detailers, let's spell it out. It would say, hey, Marty, you're buying a product from me. I'm going to give you the territory of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Here are the zip codes. You would hire an attorney. They would look at the agreement. I would have an attorney. They would draw up the agreement. And then what would happen? Both parties would sign. It would be notarized. It would be kept at the attorney's office. That's exactly how it would go. Otherwise, why do you think you own anything? I have a banner and they sent me some brochures. <laughs> I mean, but you really got a feel for people. And again, this is oh, kind of oh, taking Nick, a mentality. And, the, and this really nice guy on the phone, this really great guy on the phone told me that I had a territory. That, that is actually the part of the story that's true. But again, oh, well, all three are true, but that, that definitely <laughs> was, the, the, definitely was yeah. the one that, that nailed it. So, for me, Again, we're, the nice we're not, guy on the phone told me I had a territory. He was such a nice guy. You know, I told everybody he was such a nice guy. He was so yeah. he was just he was helping me so much. He was such a nice guy. Yeah. And and really what we want to we want to elevate this conversation and say, guys, look, the territory doesn't matter to your success anyway. When it comes to ceramics, if you pick a ceramic that works for your clientele, that you like, that you have vetted, that you love the installation process. That's, that's kind of a, an important one so many guys look, look beyond. Making it so your team can easily install a ceramic because that's where we are from a technology standpoint should be really pretty much at the top of your list in my opinion. But I know the wet towel theory and all these guys that still exist, that's fine if you want to use 2010 technology. But guys, once you have something you like and you know it's reputable and you know it's something you can stand behind, the territory doesn't matter. It just doesn't. You're telling yourself it does. You, you're being told that it does. 
by a bunch of people that have never made it. And the guys and gals that have made it, they don't care about territories. So I got to think about that. If I'm a guy listening to this gal, right? Like what's wrong with me accepting a coding that the guy sent me a cool banner. I might've even got a shirt out of it and some brochures and the nice guy on the phone told me that I had a territory. What? I don't understand. What's the problem? What I don't understand. What's the problem with all that? What, why, why shouldn't I have a territory? I mean, I I'm, I'm buying these 200 to $300 products. I'm, I'm selling them. I, I've got this territory. I mean, it's, this is my territory. It, it, what, what Nick, what it's, that's, why is that a problem? That's not a problem. I mean, I, I mean, this moment that I'm in right now, it's really good for me. And I, you know, I get this territory. Yeah. Why, if, why is and, that a problem, Nick? It's actually not a problem. If it is working for you, it isn't a problem. But that's not how we see the, the whole thing play out, is it? When you go into a Facebook group or you, you know, the one you sent to me was what? I thought something and now that turns out not to be true. That's, that's where all of this ends up. There's nothing wrong with you using a product you like. There's nothing wrong with you thinking you have a territory. But don't be upset when all that turns out not to be true, because 12 years into really from 2010 to now, when ceramics have been big, everybody's caught on. And if you haven't caught on, it's not the ceramic company. That's, 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 that's the problem. It's that you didn't catch on. You should have been caught on by 2015 period. This was, this was all happening. Look, it's happening in let's, let's make it. So it's not even about hyper clean and ceramics. This is happening in a dramatic way in the film industry. Okay. Plain and simple. PPF, there's guys in for a rude awakening. I see a guy who's a detailer, used to detail here locally. You know, now he's gotten into film and he wants to get on the internet and start preaching. Oh, the reason I support this film company is, you know, they train people. I can show him five bad installs that I witnessed in person from the brand he represents. You want to know why? Because he hasn't caught on to what that brand's doing. They had a bad quarter. And now they're selling to everybody that'll buy. You want to know why? Because that's their job. Their job is to sell as many rolls of film as they can, not to protect a dealer or a certain person. Unless that dealer's moving hundreds of thousands of dollars per month in an area, you're not going to lock that area down. And that's, that's where we have to be a little bit realistic about this stuff is Guys, I want everybody that listens to us to realize I'm not having this conversation. I don't care about territories. We don't do business that way because I believe, my personal belief is it's always a dishonest way of doing business because if you're not putting real paperwork in place, you're not giving anybody a territory. And part of the problem, I'm going to interject with why I, if I'm a detailer, and this really great salesman tells me about a territory. Is how does that, which is right, like let's dive into it just for a second on the theory of what you and I have said. Does that brand sell more by having a closed territory, or does the brand sell more by having an open territory? Now, you, you, somebody that's listening is going to go. Well, that doesn't come on. That doesn't make sense. I mean, this is for me, right? This is my brand, right? Like, it's better for me to use the marketing that somebody else is doing, and they're they're going to do all this for me to help me because they're they're here to help. 
and and they're going to protect my no it just it just doesn't work out that way the problem for you if you get into a territory based type situation is that that territory well it has to grow right the companies all have to continue to grow they can't stagnate if you stagnate you're done so you always have to continue to grow and as you begin to you the detailer began to have success putting on the system coding that you know they give you this territory right like they're going to eventually have to add more people in because you got some traction oh well, if you got a little traction there we got to add somebody else in down the street because you know that detailer reached out to us and like business 101 it's business, business 101 yeah, that's I domino mean, effect of what happens yep. all the time so problem is also that you're not understanding which we said that like there's a game sometimes you're playing the game sometimes you're being played i had a conversation which i've shared with you I'll remind people with the local detailer and i'm sitting her down and i said listen there's going to be times you're going to realize this and she has sometimes she sends me messages and goes ha huh, uh, you were right. There's going to be people, whether that's great salespeople or great companies, whatever, that will make money off of you. Right? That is their job. And then it's best to find the ones that make money with you. So here at HyperClean, the reason why we have been so, I mean, so narrow focused on non-territory is we want to make money with you. We're not going to make money just off of you. That's going to say, hey, this, 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 and then, oh, whoop, see ya. We're going to do this and this and this, and we're going to do it here, and we're going to do it with all these people inside your quote-unquote territory. And there's multiple detailers. They're going, wow, this is really happening. But the ones that have been in a hyper-clean system, the reason why we have built it this way is so that you don't have to have those moments, Right? The solution that we see is we just want to <laughs> we want to help you through all these podcasts, through everything else that we do, to encourage you in the right ways of where quote unquote business 101 goes so that you won't get stuck in that pattern. It doesn't benefit us as a company and as a brand to to have little small pockets that nobody else gets to work in. Now, Let's let me ask you this question, Nick, because then would everybody in a single city all be using the same product? I mean, is that ever going to happen? Because that's the other theory on the flip side is they go, well, if everybody here is selling hyperclean, which you got, we would love, but let's let's be realistic. Not every detailer is going to sell hyperclean in every single city. It just doesn't work out that way. But this is something that people, the brands that have the territories say, like, well, do you really want to be competing against everybody else? Yeah, you're competing against everybody else anyway. Because here's what's going to happen. I want everybody to think about this this way from a detailer's perspective. You're in your city, and the city comes to you and says, hey, you can't go to that other part of the city because this is your area. You can't go to the other part. But the other part's growing. The other part's getting richer. The other part's being developed. You'd be like, hey, I'm going to go to the whole city. I'm going to, I'm going to market to the whole city to come to my shop. I'm going to take my mobile unit all over the city to make money. I'm not going to just be stuck in one area because it's silly. Well, it's the same for a coding company. If you just boil it down, they want to do business with as many pockets of people in your area as they can, because 
let's say you're a busy shop and you go through two bottles of coating a day, three bottles of coating a day. That's 15 a week. Well, there's more cars being coated than 15 bottles a week in most big cities. So what is the job of that company to do is to say, okay, we're doing 15 bottles a week in the city. We got to do 30. We got to do a hundred. We got to do a thousand. We got to do 10,000 because they're a business, just like you're a business and you want to grow from one car to 10 cars a day, to 20 cars a day, to a hundred cars a day. That's what we all want to do. And so again, I don't want to have this conversation to pick on people that are giving out territories. That's a oversimplified, everybody's done that. Let's elevate our mind as detailers and go, you know what? I'm just not going to buy into that anymore because it's never worked. When something 100% has never worked out that way, stop believing that it's going to with the next company, with the next person that approaches you. Nobody can offer you as a detailer exclusivity. Unless you're going to move thousands of bottles a month, what coding company can afford to give you exclusivity? It's not going to happen. And there's, there's not, right? I, well, let me give you a story. Let me give you a story not related to this. I talked to a guy in Texas. He moves $900,000 a year in film for a company. He's got a rep that lives three or four miles away from him. You know, he's never met his rep in nine years. Reps never even stopped by. So he calls me, he's complaining. I listened to him for about five minutes. You know what I said? Do you care? He's like, well, a little bit. Then get a different film. If that bothers you that much, you're the one that's been spending $100,000 a month, basically, on film. You know, $75,000 a month on film. This guy's never come in and visited you. Why'd you do business with them if they do business so poorly? Well, I like the film. Okay, then that's all you need to know. You don't want this guy there. You don't need him. But it was just a thing that got in his head and he never backed away to just go, I like the film. It's easy for me to order. My guys love it. My customers love it. What's the sales rep have to do with anything? But you see it worked into his brain a little bit. And it once I backed him away, I said, you like the film? Your customers love the film? Your team loves the film? Yeah. Okay. Right? Like it's the same for you detailers. You don't need all of these things you think you need. But this guy's spending $900,000 a year on film. He has no exclusivity and people never visit him. How much are you spending for a ceramic coating bottle? Do you really think you're going to get exclusivity? Come on. Like just, we just want guys to be realistic about what's happening. Here's the, here's the interesting part is those inside of community have continued over the years to increase and grow their business through hot clean ceramics. Well, they're not having the territory question. They're not calling and having issues. They're not seeing these other people, quote unquote, pop up in their quote unquote territory. What they're doing is they're having success with, well, a great application process, great process for them, as well as credible product for their team members as they begin to grow and add team members. We don't hear complaints about the product when they bring in a new team member because the installation process is simplified. The purpose of why we did the product and the process, it met everything together so that it became an incredible user experience for not only the installer, but also for the end customer because the end customer that's using their car in their car life or doing it themselves or 
however they choose to enjoy their car life. Well, what we did was we knew that we needed to take a lot of the garbage out, which we've talked about as far as our technology and what we've done, but also the garbage of a territory. And the purpose of why we did it was to simplify, was to make everything the best for car life, for having the best purpose, whether that's you as an installer or whether it's you that's enjoying the car. Like, it's the best way to do it. That is what life looks like outside of these quote unquote territories. So, hey, if, if, if you're in that part and you're, you've got this issue, you got problems with it, hey, might be a good time to go venture over to HyperClean Specialist Group and check in with all the installers that are having incredible success with HyperClean coatings. Yeah, we, and just don't put your brain in the in the position to be fooled. Okay, the, the industry is out on this. It, it's easy to figure out that this just has never worked. Nobody's ever locked a territory, not unless they're moving millions and millions and millions of dollars in product. Now, so that's simple. Th they will have to have a tough conversation there, not only with their with with their rep, as their numbers continue to dwell down and then eventually go to zero because they're moving everything to hyperclean. But they will also have to have before they do that, they're going to have to have a tough conversation with themselves. What do they really want? What do they want out of their yeah. business? What do they want out of their life? What do they want out out of this installation experience? What do they want out of? Well, if Everything in the world is changing, right? We've talked about this over the past weeks, right? Like you can't look, you, you can't have blinders on when you look around and you go, the world's changed. Economy's changed. So much has changed. Maybe a tough conversation that they need to have is with their own selves is analyzing that change and why bringing in an Uno and Dose and Trey would make sense for them. A tough conversation is not really something that everybody loves. You can look around the industry and listen, we've had them on our episodes. Not everybody really wants to have a tough conversation. We'll get into some of those tough conversations. And when we think about it, it's kind of mind blowing because right at Mobile Tech, we thought we were starting a tough conversation. Rennie Doyle sits right there on the stage and goes, you know, these ceramic coatings that are lifetime, they suck. And we need to do something about it as an industry. There's people that are now starting to go, hey, there's certain tools or there's, hey, there's certain this, or, you know, people are starting to go, hey, there's bad things, you know, bad things that are not good. Yeah. But yet they don't really want to have the tough conversations. We've nope. reached out. We've actually had multiple conversations saying, hey, Rennie, when are we going to have that tough conversation? He, he doesn't want to have it. There's, there's other people that look around the industry and they, just don't want to have the conversation there's pricing no. or or should you charge this or should you not charge this or you know it, it's a tough conversation to look somebody in the eye or look at our own self in the eye why do you think that people don't want to have the tough conversations yeah i i'll point at myself on this when i first started in business I'll go back to the beginning of my career until, I don't know, three, four, five years into my business. I mean, that's, that's damn near a 15, 19 year period. Uh, you're going to have to make a decision, right? Are you going to be the person that shies away from tough conversations? 
Are you going to be the person that learns how to have tough conversations in a calm manner with yourself, with employees, with team members, with vendors, with colleagues, whatever? I have found that the only way that I moved myself forward in anything was to have a tough conversation with myself, you know, uh, struggling with your weight, which, you know, every man and woman has done at some point in their life. You know, what doesn't get you stop eating a whole pan of rice crispy treats. Like I may have done this weekend, uh, is when you don't want to be tough on yourself, when you don't want to be honest with yourself, when you don't want to have a tough conversation in your household or in your business. And that's one of my biggest disappointments of our industry, to be honest with you. And look, it's not me pointing a finger. I'm saying we all struggle with tough conversation. But if you walk around and you act as if, ah, it's not my gig, that's not my job, I, you know, okay. People have come on here and, and because our name is on it, talk tough on our platform. Right. I mean, you brought up Rennie. We could bring up another thousand people that have come on here and are, aren't scared to talk tough and have tough conversations sort of when our name is on it, but when their name is on it, they don't want to have that tough a conversation. And you know what? I think people are scared of it because, and I know this, I'll speak for myself man, sometimes those tough conversations lead you to places of having to admit some things you don't want to admit. Go to anybody that's ever been out of shape, go to, you know, Hey, I'm having money trouble, whatever. Tough conversations aren't really uh, enjoyable. And it's the, it's the sign of maturity for me personally, when I was willing to say, you know what, enough's enough. I'm going to learn great ways and productive ways to have tougher conversations with the people around me team members, about my business, my accountant, a vendor. I just found my business got better because I was willing to find professional ways to have those conversations. And unfortunately, we just don't see it much in our industry. I, I, I can see content from TikTok to Facebook to Instagram to podcasts. How many tough conversations are being had? Uh, I, I just don't see them. And, and again, if I'm wrong, you know, show me. Uh, but I think we're pro pretty well versed through our community of people saying, you know, pr providing us, you know, information and what they're watching and what they came across. How many tough conversations do you see, Marty? I mean, we just don't. We don't. I, and I wanted to take a moment to just go, all right, if, if a listener's curious, right? Like, hmm, because maybe I need to put my big boy pants on, right? Like, maybe, maybe I'm seeing the writing on the wall. Maybe. We've heard it. We've heard, like you said, on other podcasts, or we've heard it from different people that's come on our podcast or just talking in conversation. Things are slowing, right? We, we've said, right, this, we don't even have to go back into how many times we said where it's going to be, why it's going to start slowing. But there's no doubt that right now it's slowing. Maybe it's that time to have that tough conversation with our own self. But how do I even start that conversation? I think there's going to be some people that are curious of, how do I even start the conversation of having the tough conversation? I would say to start, first of all, with writing down what, what benefits and what negatives are of the struggle that you're, you're wanting to go through. You mentioned weight. That's a big deal, right? Why, what's the tough part about losing weight? What's the, the good part about losing weight? The good part should outweigh it. And then I should go, okay, I'm going to look at the tough stuff. And I'm like, how do I overcome 
those yeah. tough things. It's what the same are some in avenues business. that that I should start going down. I had to make those tough conversations for my own self. Being a couple of years ago, pushing 250 pounds, cholesterol over 440. The doctor That's looking tough. at me saying, "You <laughs> got to make some choices, or you're going to die." Yeah, it's a tough conversation to look through. It's a lot of habits that I had to change. There's a lot of things I had to do internally to begin that process. I had to start putting the weights on what was beneficial, me being alive, you know, <laughs> me getting to enjoy the moments that I get to enjoy now, right? Like me getting to have a healthier lifestyle. It just feels better when you're lighter, you know, it just yeah. feels better when you're healthier. And it's also harder. It's fucking yep. difficult to eat healthy. It's fucking difficult to, to exercise. Yep. We'd much rather do other things, at least me personally. Yeah, and 100%. so you have to weigh those out and then, and then, right. You can weigh them out, but maybe you're not, this is not a, it's just, you got to look at your own self and go, am I strong enough to do this on my own? Right. Am I right? If I want to, let's weigh out. I want to have better business growth. Times are getting a little slower. Prices are going up on everything. Should I raise my price? Should I do this? Hey, should I do, should I do? Let's have a tough conversation. Should you? Weigh it out. And you know what you need to do at the end? Is you need to go into the hyperclean specialist group and begin that discussion with other people that are detailers, that are, you know, concerned about their car life, whether it's professional or their own car, and they have a reason to give you feedback. You need to be careful about the feedback you get from others. Right. But if you're special inside of a group that is trying to encourage and help you, then that's can be some good feedback for you how to grow. I want to install more coatings. Here's the difficulty part about it. Here's the advantages about it. Okay. Now let's go into the hyperclean specialist group and let's figure out how we can get it done. Right. Yeah. Tough conversations should equal getting shit done. And yep. those that are willing to have the tough conversations usually get shit done. What yep. you will see around the industry in your own life and then in other people that you know is the ones that don't get to have the tough conversations don't actually get shit done. And so when they sit on stage, they run their mouth. So when they're on podcasts, they run their mouth. When they're great salesmen, they run their mouth. When, right? But they don't actually get shit done. Yep. You, the listener, you're going to get shit done. You're going to go weigh it out and then you're going to go be a part of the specialist group and we're going to get shit done so we can propel forward. We're not going to take this moment to shy away. We're going to take this moment to go, this is my chance. This is my shot. I'm going, I'm going to do this. Yep. And that's the best way to go about it. Yeah. I, I think it's great advice. And like I said, I don't have it perfect. I mean, we all shy away from tough conversations. We all feel insecure about, I got to look at this one part of my business and I just been putting it off and I know better. And now I got to dig into it. Or again, we keep going back to the weight. You know, you don't get to an overweight status without seeing yourself getting to overweight. We all look in the mirror. You're just scared to have the conversation, right? You're just, there's something in your mind preventing you to have this get real tough conversation. And again, motivationally, man, the quicker you have those conversations, the better off you always are. 
you know, everything that I've ever avoided, I've always regretted that I've avoided it. Once I got it fixed, I'm like, oh, this just wasn't that big a deal. I made it out to be something in my brain that it wasn't, right? That's the reassuring part to me is most of the stuff you fix, you're thrilled you fixed it. <laughs> and then you look back and you go, ah, you know, it wasn't really that big of a deal. You know, and again, that's the crazy thing about our industry. Look, we have a lot of great things in detailing, a lot of great things in detailing, but we have some warts and some things we got to fix, like every industry that exists, but they're the same problems we had 20 years ago. The only reason they're not getting fixed is people don't want to talk about it. And that's the most discouraging part of it is missing out on opportunity like this we see so many people making content, an Instagram page, a TikTok, a podcast, a Facebook, doesn't matter. And they're given an opportunity to say, okay, you know what? Let me have a tough conversation. Let me really address some things. And they just shy away from it. And that's, again, why I'm so mad about how we use leader in this industry. That's a terrible word for most people that we see get attached with that word. You know what leaders do? Have tough conversation, man. They don't have it all day, every day. Don't get me wrong. That's not what we're advocating for. But look, man, I got some things in my business I'm going to take stock of after this conversation and go, ah, let me address some things. So I don't get off these episodes and I, I kind of want to leave it here. I never get off these episodes and not do something myself. If we have a conversation, I can learn something. I'm listening to Marty. Something pops in my head. I go, you know what? I could do this a little better. And not everything pertains to me. Not everything pertains to you listening. But we all know the tough conversations we've been avoiding. We all know the things that we should have done in our business that we haven't because it's a little bit difficult. Hey, just take this time to say, hey, sometimes those tough things just got to be tackled. ASAP, move yourself forward and get some positive out of it. Can't, can't say it any better than that, Nick. Thanks so much. I think there's plenty of people that got uh, great information out of this. They are going to start that tough conversation with themselves. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see. Yeah, you so got Nick, it, brother. Thanks so much, brother. Talk to you. Have a great week.